The homilies for sermons contained in these podcasts were delivered by Deacon Joe Dietz, a permanent deacon serving at Christ the King Catholic Church in South Bend, Indiana, a parish of the Diocese of Fort Wayne, South Bend. Each homily is preceded by the reading upon which it is based. While these homilies are the same in content as those preached, they have been recreated to improve the sound quality of the podcast. Jesus said to his disciples, A rich man had a steward who was reported to him for squandering his property. He summoned him and said, What is this I hear about you? Prepare a full account of your stewardship, because you can no longer be my steward. The steward said to himself, What shall I do, now that my master is taking the position of steward away from me? I am not strong enough to dig, and I am ashamed to beg. I know what I shall do, so that when I am removed from the stewardship, they may welcome me into their homes. He called in his master's debtors one by one. To the first he said, How much do you owe my master? He replied, One hundred measures of oil. He said to him, Here is your promissory note. Sit down and quickly write one for fifty. Then to another he said, And you, how much do you owe? He replied, One hundred measures of wheat. He said to him, Here is your promissory note. Write one for eighty. And the master commended that dishonored steward for acting prudently. For the children of this world are more prudent in dealing with their own generation than the children of light. The Gospel of the Lord. Well, here we go with another one of those real head-scratcher Gospels for me down through the years. And based on a review of the exegetic literature, I'm not alone. I mean, what does this Gospel mean? And who do these characters represent? Is Jesus actually saying that the guy who is fired for cause and then rips off his master is the good guy, having done something worthy of imitation? And what about the debtors? Are we to believe that they are naive, honest people? Or no better than the steward and willing to take advantage of his dishonest offer for their own benefit? And finally, would someone please explain to me why anyone with common sense would give a dishonest person like the steward who has lost his job for incompetence and ripped off his boss on the way out the door a job working for them, let alone invite him to live in their home. Well, I am very happy to say that even though I had to go back 1,700 years, I have found an answer that works for me, and I hope will work for you as well. My reference, of course, is good old St. Gaudentius. And if that is not your confirmation name and you have never heard of him, I am not surprised. He was a bishop in Brescia, Italy, from 387 to 410. And among the many letters and sermons he wrote, one was to a monk friend of his who had written to him asking what this passage meant. Gaudentius' response provided the mystical interpretation, which was that the rich man master was Almighty God, the steward was the devil, and the debtors are the rest of us. The thought being, and I am paraphrasing here, that the devil had lost favor with God, and in light of Jesus coming to earth, sees his time coming to an end, so he basically tries to win over the souls of the world by reducing their debt owed to the master. Now, this is an interpretation that works for me. It certainly makes sense that God appreciates the effectiveness of the devil's practice of selling a discounted gospel. 
I mean, after all, the steward didn't show up at the doors of the debtors and say, here, tear up your note and throw it away, as no one would have believed they could have gotten away with that. No, he says, let's just mark it down. I'm going to give you a discount. And of course, that is an offer they can and do accept. Well, here comes the devil attempting to sell us a discounted way to salvation with a watered-down gospel. He doesn't come out and say, all murder is okay, just that it's an acceptable choice when it comes to the unborn and those really old folks. He doesn't say it's okay to cheat on your spouse, but he does want to mark down adultery so that lusting after porn is an acceptable pursuit of freedom of expression. He doesn't tell us to stop giving to charity completely. However, he may suggest that rather than writing the check for that set amount at the beginning of the month, and perhaps having to do without some extras at the end of the month, we just go ahead and spend whatever we want to on whatever we wish and donate, if anything is left over, at the end. Basically, he is telling us that rather than love God with our whole heart, mind, soul, and strength, it's okay to love God with half a heart and half a mind, and to love half our neighbors, knowing that if we accept that offer and welcome it into our homes and lives, well, exactly where that will lead. Now, we know that Jesus paid our debt with his loving sacrifice, but we also know that in doing so, he showed us how he wants us to live our lives in this world until we join him in the next. Not as children of the world, but as children of the light. Filled with goodness and with the knowledge to admonish one another. So that we too can serve the full gospel of God. Sanctified by the Spirit and acceptable in Christ Jesus our Lord. For questions or comments on this homily, write to Deacon Joe 2017 at gmail.com.